We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Welcome to CFB Nation, presented by Twisted T. I love Notre Dame, love. I love the players. I love the brotherhood. I love what they give to us as fans. I love what they give to the university and to the program. If they need me to come in and have a come to Jesus conversation with DJ Brown, I will. Oh, my God. I will. I will. I'll do it. I will fall on the sword. He was with. I will him, fall bro. on the bro. He was with him. That's why I said because I'm like, why are you whiffing on tackles? Last year, last year he gave them momentum. It was a fourth and goal last year. Notre Dame intercepts the ball in the end zone. He gets called for defensive holding in the end zone. Yeah. Not only does he miss the tackle, that would have been a five yard loss. Bro, that drive. This dude, this dude is hitting the X button for no reason. <laughs> Let me slapping the ground and shit. What are you slapping the ground for? You you shouldn't what? be slapping the ground. You should be then they play action, and lo and behold, who man gets behind? DJ Brown. Oh, oh, you talking about the one? You talking about the one where he threw it and both of them was open? Oh was my god. Hey, he overreacted. You do it. You just if somebody needs to have a come to Jesus conversation, I'll do it. Just like calm down, play your job. You just too ready to run in there and do nothing. You know, you running there, head full of head on fire and missing and whipping. How? Like Mayor's hair was on fire and he was making Yo, plays like fumble. He looked like old dude you're looking young. You remember like the old Madden versions? How when you missed a tackle, how a player would look? Because it was still the old graphics. Yeah. That's how he looked yesterday. That's right. He looked like a missed tackle on 10 yard fight, bro. You might as well just play the music. (laughs) He looked bad, man. He did look bad because everybody else plays so good. You know, everybody else plays so good. He just plays so bad. And it was bad on things that's like, you got to, you got to, man, you can't do that, bro. Because it's just, it's like when you make a mistake, it's just too obvious. Like, oh, that was. Especially against the option. When everybody is assigned. That's your assignment. 
You that's it. your assignment. And you read it and you were there. And there. And you whiffing. I'm talking about whiffing like you blew a tire and you five yards from the tackle, slapping the ground like you done burnt out. Why are you burning out? Just come and make the play. You want to go on ESPN so damn bad. Bruh. <laughs> come on, man. You that bad, man. And I know we're nitpicking right now, but yo, it stood out. Like you said, everybody else played. For the most part, the linebacks, Navy did a great job. I don't know if you peeped this. Navy wanted to attack Notre Dame with the fullback early, the early. same way they did, but they anticipated Notre Dame being ready for the dive. So what they did is they went to unbalanced formations early. Yeah. Like right? Bringing a tackle over pre-snap. Yeah. Because you're not used to – you're not used to Navy having both wide receivers on one side. They usually had the wing guys at the each line, then the wing guy either fakes the motion and goes back. That's traditional Navy. They started Navy. linemen on one side. Yes. Yes. They were doing some things. Like They strategically came out and gave Notre Dame some different looks. And Notre Dame didn't have the bodies. And they started running the fullback. Offset, like offset, yes, yeah, offset dive thing, like to where it, was it wasn't a, dive, a true, was, it was a dive, but it wasn't a true a, traditional dive. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was a yeah. Yes. They, they just shifted it over and made an unbalanced dive weak or something. Yes, so now they got the numbers, and now they still right. hitting you with it, so. right. And it took Notre Dame maybe. It took them. It took them some time. Took them a while yeah. to adjust to figure yeah. out. Okay, this is what they're doing. It was uh which, which when you know I'm sure they won't do that the whole rest of the year. You know, they probably really practice no, no. doing all their motions and stuff because they they it's it looked like a very specific thing y'all had to do for that, you know. Y'all had to yeah. Really yeah, and it's so funny because Coach Newberry and the refs gave them that was Notre Dame's ball to begin the second half when yeah, JD recovered that fumble. It had to be. I just it's a scrum, dude. Whoever gets the ball, that's he gets the ball. How are you gonna rule Navy had the ball? JD took it. Yeah, he took it. The game could have been much worse than what it was. But for Newberry to come to the post-game press conference and say, We didn't think they were gonna be able to run the ball on us. I said, Well done. That's, that's mighty confident of you. Yeah, like what? That's, we got so basically, so basically, you're saying Notre Dame just took your heart in the first quarter. Had to because we were doing whatever we wanted. We like they that. just took your heart in the first quarter. It was a wrap. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. 
Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. You've worked hard for what you have. Your money, your assets, your 401k, and home. Isn't it all worth protecting? Nearly one in four consumers have been a victim of identity theft. LifeLock Ultimate Plus helps protect your finances with up to $3 million in reimbursement. LifeLock alerts you to identity threats you might miss. And if your identity is stolen, your dedicated U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. Let LifeLock help protect what you've worked so hard for. Save 25% off your first year on LifeLock Ultimate Plus at LifeLock.com slash aware. Terms apply. That man said, yeah, we didn't think they were going to be able to run the ball on us. Okay. Really? Yeah. All right. A little delusional in there. They had a whole offseason to prepare for you. Not one week. Yeah. Whole offseason. You thought you were gonna line up with those little blitzes and and and, and D line stunts before the snap? No. They had they had to fight through a lot of traffic with the tight ends coming across and guards pulling. They you know, y'all stunned, we started. Yeah. And then you got to think about tackling the guy. <laughs> we got four or five different guys, different styles of running. So how do you want it? Look, the most impressive thing that I saw yesterday was not Sam Hart. It was Jane Gray out. No. Nope. The work that Blake Fisher and Rocco Spindler put in yesterday. Mm. Left. They were embarrassing dudes yesterday. Yeah. And I'm, I'm not overstating this. I watched the game three times, Left. I watched it live. I watched it around midnight after I watched the USC game last night. And shout out to Clark Lee and Vanderbilt. I watched the end of that game, too. Yeah. And then I watched it for breakfast this morning. Uh, did, did Sam Hartman ever get knocked down on the pass? Uh, yeah, yeah, on the touchdown pass to Great House, right? He got hit on the out route to Deion Cosley, and he got hit on the one to Jaden. Yeah, he took a couple licks. Couple licks. That was Jeremiah Love missed his pickup, his blitz pickup on that play. His eyes went to the right first because there was an outside guy coming. But he didn't see the delay coming from the inside. And that's the play you're talking about. Well, Hartman got hit. Yeah. Jeremiah Love just missed his assignment. He'll get better at that. He'll get better at that. Because his first reaction was the outside. He could have been patient. Stay with the inside a little bit longer and then go on to the outside because the outside guy eventually got picked up by Blake Fisher. Mm. But other than that, 
Sam Hartman, man, he was the uniform was pretty clean. Yeah, and I mean, so was just routine day, man. Routine day, man. Yo, performance of the offensive line was the most dominant thing I saw. It really was. And that's why I pointed to what Coach Newberry, Newberry said at the press conference, man. That man said at the press conference, their, their offensive line had a really good day against us. I didn't think yeah. they were going to be able to run the ball. I said, well, don't. I guess after the first quarter, I guess after the first quarter, you had nothing to go to defensively, huh? That was, that was it. That was it. And it, it is amazing. I want you to check this out. And we're going to switch to the defense in a minute. I don't think there will be one dominant wide receiver this year. I think Sam's going to spread the ball around. What do you think about that in the big games? I think it's hard for a defense to get a beat on you when you are distributing a football like that. However, when you're playing tougher defenses, you got to just do what is always the common denominator in football, and that's matchups. So at the end of the day, none of these receivers are the same. So there's going to be one better than the other. I think Sam getting comfortable with who he gets comfortable with the best needs to be on display in those tighter situations, which, you know, obviously it'll develop over time. Today was a little easier just because we, you know, do whatever we want. Teams that start taking things away, it'll be interesting to see who Sam locks in with and makes those same plays with. But everybody in the stadium knows who he's going to, and he still goes to him. That's the type of uh, stuff we need. You know, you right. just imagine it's T.J. Stroud and the yeah. Marvin Harris Jr. They know that they're going to be throwing the ball to each other. I mean, it's coming. Yeah, and them to be knowing it's coming and still make a threat to to winning the game like against Georgia, like they did, is that's the over the top. Yeah, I also yeah. got a bunch of receivers, but they're throwing it to Marvin Harrison when it gets down to. It's interesting because it seems like Devin Brown, for some reason, is out in front, which is kind of shocking in that quarterback competition. It's going to be interesting to see who starts September 23rd. Lucky Lefty Podcast. Any lasting thoughts? about the running backs, quarterbacks, offensive line, receivers. Like you said, we're going to have two games. This game against Tennessee State is pretty much the same. Notre Dame is going to be able to do whatever they want to do physically. Throw the ball over the field, run the ball for 200 yards. And then, Another field game for Notre Dame. Yeah, and then they go on the road to Raleigh to face NC State. And that's when they'll get some resistance. I don't know how much. We'll roll them too, honestly. So I don't know how much, but hey. Defensively, Navy ended up with 126 yards on the ground, but they only averaged 2.7 yards per carry. 
You said before they did a lot of things early schematically to get an advantage, and they got a lot of yards early because of that. But it seems like once Notre Dame adjusted, Notre Dame did a pretty good job against the Navy midshipmen in their run. Especially when you see some of your uh, some stats like that, you're getting two point seven a carry. It just shows that their Notre defense is making them earn their drives. Yeah. They're not just giving up a bunch of explosive runs or plays, even though they they miss some shots that they potentially have. But uh, that's the mark of a good defense. A bend but don't break defense. A team that you know allow you to, you know, you can get some yards, but we're gonna make you earn it. We're going we're gonna to make you go four downs to get 10 yards, three downs to get two yards, you know. So this is the type of physicality that we should impose week to week. And especially in, in, in these games we're supposed to win, we should be doing numbers like these, 126 overall, 2.7 per carry, and also be able to um, limit the factors of what we didn't have last year. We had – Backup running back in 126 carry, 126 yards in the second half of a game. The backup. So eliminating that and moving forward and building upon what we've done with this, I think we're on the right track. I was shocked that J.D. Bertrand only ended up with eight. I mean, three tackles. Uh, Jack Kaiser ended up with eight, the leading team. Uh, we talked about um, – for the most part, in the second half, once they made the adjustment and stopped allowing Navy to outflank them, I thought the safeties ran the alleys a whole lot better. I would have appreciated the safeties being a little more aggressive. But Al Golden still had the safe. It's one thing to, you know, the safety should have made plays. Al Golden still has them 12 yards off the line of scrimmage. Yeah, I guess they don't have speed to come down. Like that. No, no, put them five to seven yards off the line of scrimmage. And heck, if you can't figure out the play action and cover from seven yards off against Navy, I don't know what else to tell you. I don't know what else to tell you. That's crazy. I don't know what else to tell you. I thought. Party kid, the transfer. I thought he played well. Thomas Harper got beat on one of those plays. Cam Hart got beat on one of those play actions. He did. He got bailed out. And he got bailed out. So, once again, this is a game plan in the offense that is unique. You only face it once a year. But, man, look, certain things defensively, you play Navy every year, man. Every year. Every year. You should understand play action, what it looks like, tendencies. Yeah. And like you said, those are big plays that if they convert, and they came very close to converting them, very catchable balls. If Jordan Botello doesn't hit the quarterback on one of those, it's probably a touchdown. So, I mean, the safeties, we talked about the safeties, and if they can step up, how much better it would make the Notre Dame defense. But other than the safeties, 
the linebackers, like Maris Leofowl, you you were right. Yeah, Maris Leofowl would play with his hair on fire last year and would be going nowhere. No, I think he's probably still hurt. He had to be because the way what he's showing now is that he's recovered and he's yeah. still with his hair on fire. Yeah, yeah, it is. I was happy for him. I was very happy for him. Let me tell you who else I was happy for. The defensive line rotations. Riley Mills made plays. Howard Cross made plays. Jason Onye made plays. Gabriel Rubio made plays. You love to see that rotation being deep and being productive. Because it's going to bode well as you go throughout this season. Like you look at USC, yeah, they have Bear Alexander. Bear Alexander is going to make plays. But when Bear Alexander gets to play 35, 36, 37, he's gassed. 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 Josh Burnham came through with his first set. You love seeing Javante John Baptiste had a couple of big stops on some dive plays. Yeah. Pressured the quarterback as well. You love seeing it, man. And we talked about in the prediction show, this team having the wherewithal, having the depth, that they might not have that Isaiah Foskey, but they definitely have the wherewithal and talent that somebody can make a play and pressure the quarterback every time the ball is snapped. Well, that's what we got. John, what is it? His name, John. How's State are you looking at one of the comments? Oh, that piece. That's oh, okay. what we got. Baptiste. Yeah, right. I was trying to figure out this. Is it John Baptiste or just John? Okay, either way. Yeah, that's why we got John Baptiste to be able to pin his ears back on these third downs. Be the big Javante. Javante John Baptiste. Okay, Javante John Baptiste. Okay. Yeah. So, you know, his parents are real. I don't want to mess it up. Real, That's all real, fan, real fancy. His parents are real fancy. Javante. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm surprised they didn't put Jacques in there, too. <laughs> Jacques Javante. Yeah. But, uh. <laughs> oh, man. That's all we got. You know, and I think uh, stars make this happen. And. Against tougher competition, I do believe those guys will emerge and not that guys are taking a dip, but somebody's play is going to elevate to rise to the occasion. Hard to see it in this one, but I know by week four we'll have somebody rise to the occasion, and then I think you got to identify that and then plan around that move forward. Are you ready to elevate your college football game day experience? Check out Twisted Tea. Your go-to game day beverage for college football fans. Twisted Tea is unlike any hard beverage you've had before. It's made with real brewed tea and packs a powerful punch with 5% alcohol and no carbonation, delivering the perfect balance of taste and refreshment that goes down smooth for every game day occasion. No need to settle for the usual. Twisted Tea turns up any occasion, especially when you're cheering for your favorite team. Whether you're tailgating in the stadium parking lot, watching at a bar, or hosting friends at home, Twisted Tea is there to elevate game day experience. 
It perfectly complements your love for college football and your passion for creating unforgettable moments. So let's toast to unforgettable game day experiences. Twisted Tea, the drink that fuels fun and celebrates your love for college football. Keep it twisted. You got to see Jalen Sneed. A lot of Jalen Sneed. And he was in attack mode. He wasn't sitting back. He wasn't thinking. Downhill, attack the line of scrimmage, attack the blocker. You like to see it. That's exactly what you want to see. Yeah, I mean, you know, don't make it too complicated. Usually they say, if you mess up, do it at 100 miles an hour. Yeah. Hesitating is always the thing that is like what they say, a combination. Can't compound these mistakes because that's what loses games. Uh, Let's see. Charles Curry says, any concern for the secondary? I mean, I mean, uh, yeah, only if you're talking about the safeties, in my opinion. Yeah, I do think that we played overall, like you said, complimentary football really well. I don't think anybody really took a low. Yeah, DJ Brown was the not the the, the, the brightest crayon in the box for what was making highlights on defense, but it's the first game, you know, and it's it's too hard to tell. But right now, we sit on top of the world with it, and I do think we have the right pieces that are going to get better. We don't have guys that are just ready to go to the league. I think we'll see that. I mean, Ben Morrison maybe, but we'll see the development of guys faster than what a Kevin Austin's development was during that year, trying to, to where he probably is now. But you'll see these guys develop into NFL players through what Sam Hartman is, is, is making available, but also their opportunities are growing and, and their, the chemistry is growing. So the offense is going to be productive. And whenever you score a lot of points, you get a lot of attention from scouts anyway. I'm interested in seeing – Al Golden is down on the field this year. We're going to get to the coordinators in a minute. I expect a little bit more production from J.D. He was around the ball a lot. He just wasn't making no tackles like that. But he was always right there. Maris and Kaiser stood out. Definitely. They did. Definitely. Maris was back there. Defensive line made plays. Carter, the transfer, he flashed. Like you said, DJ Brown. Uh, Ramon, he had a couple of good plays, filling the alley in the second half. Right, right. A couple of nice plays. And that's what I was saying. I was upset because I felt like the safeties were playing way too far off the ball. Way too far off the ball. But other than that, let's go ahead and get your grade for uh, for Jared Parker. I'm very interested in this. I'll give him a B plus. I think it's a good start. You got to show all the things that you preached about improving on from your press conference of talking about last year's offense. Um, you, you seem very comfortable in what you're doing. And I think that's 
played a huge part in you to having your, your strongest grade so far as a, as a B plus for me, because yeah. it did look like you were too anxious to try to show why this is your offensive coordinator. You let the, the game plan develop the right way. You didn't skip no steps. You set up the right play calls for the next things that you were running. And 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 the best thing about it is you look in sync with your quarterback. You guys didn't look like a first year quarterback and and court and uh, offense coordinator. It looked like you guys were in tune with some of the things you wanted to do. And when you dialed it up, Sam executed and gutted them. And that's and that's all you can ask for, especially from a a one year rental where. It's a lot more volatile than a guy like Kenny Minchie or Steve Angeli. What grade would you give to Al Golden? I'll give him a B minus. I think, you know, even though we're going against a scheme that runs a little bit different type of run scheme. Um, he did get out schemed early. Yeah, I think that locks you down. But I do give you the B minus because you found a way to adjust in a – and change the game a little bit. And I do think that it would help if, I mean, I'm sure you can't really prepare for what Navy was doing as a counter, what they thought we were going to do. I'm sure Al Golden wasn't thinking they would do it, but I expect in normal offenses, Al Golden to have a higher uptick on what they may be trying to do, even from a, a trick level. And, it'll allow us to play a lot more free. I saw a lot of guys fly around on defense. It wasn't a lot of like last year where they were hesitating, not being able to time blitzes right. Everybody looked pretty uh, in, uh, succinct and, and confident when they were blitzing and when they were trying to roll to the coverage or whatever. It wasn't frantic how it could appear last year. It's so funny because we talked about it. We saw the clip of J.D., Talking about more checks in year two, and JD was making a lot of checks. You did see JD making a lot of checks, making sure everybody knew what what the plan was and what the call was. So that was good to see. Overall, Marcus Freeman, his vibe. Are you picking up in year two that he's a lot more comfortable in his skin? Um. Yeah, I mean, I guess you could say that. I think the re- the reflection of that is through what the team has been doing and for the first game for the team to not look nervous and come out and roll with the points that they were able to in the defense, keep that that those numbers on the opposing team low and in a way. I mean, Marcus Freeman can't help but think he's on the right path and what he's been doing offseason is paying off because look at the team. It's different than the team that he inherited that started fast and couldn't finish. This is a team that can play the whole four quarters, start fast, attention to detail, effort, enthusiasm, and finish strong. And and that's something that Marcus Freeman is really, I think, is the why he was the best fit uh, as a replacement for Coach Kelly because he's able to do uh, the things that you can't really um, hire with just straight-up money. you got to really – see the type of guy this is and evaluate how his impact, his leadership will be on the team. And for what is worth, Jack, uh, Jack Swarbrick made his best hire on his way out and not only giving the guy a chance, but giving a guy that believes in himself a chance. And in year two, to see that come in fruition where guys are being physical and being versatile and committed to 
to playing throughout the whole four quarters. I mean, what can what else can you ask for? Great the quarterbacks left. What grade did you give to your boy Sam Hartman? I gave him an A. You know, was efficient. When they asked him to get it down the field, he got it down the field, made a scramble for a nice touchdown, did some things from I would like him to carry out his fakes and stuff a little bit more so he can not get stepped on. But other than that, I mean, he, like we said, he did what he was supposed to do and then a little bit more. Did what he's supposed to do and then a little bit more. He got a so minus from me. A minus? He got a minus from me. Okay. Why is that? You got you to gotta hit that Tobias. That, the, yeah, that's the, yeah, okay. I can agree with that. You got to hit the Tobias. That's that's something you need to put on film. Yeah. But like you said, man, look, as the quarterback, it's like, oh, snap. He's open. And I think he probably was open a little bit sooner. But you got to let that go a little bit quicker. Yeah, maybe Tobias got to start throwing the hand like Randy used to, just to let you know. You can let it go right now. I'm going to win. I'm going to win. I'm going to win. I promise you. What about the running back? Hey, all five of them. All five of them. I would give them an A. I think they proved to be the foundation of the team. And not only that, they're all productive. Any one of them can win a game and start anywhere else in the country. For sort of for them to work that out is how they have, and each of them get their own time to shine. I mean, Dean McCullough got a handful every week, but he's able to produce weeks like this last week, next week, and the week after. Yeah. We really got something. We might turn the RBU out here. Offensive line. Offensive line, they gave him an A. They did everything they were supposed to do in helping us execute. Uh, you can't start anywhere else outside the trenches. So for the offensive line to really step up and uh, just manhandle the guys in front of them and not get overwhelmed by the first game and all the enthusiasm behind it, they were able to go in there and treat them like the little kids that they uh-huh. felt like they wanted to. we bigger, stronger, faster. We're going to treat you like it. So, because of that, you know, you got to give him an A. Uh, I would love to give him an A plus, but I want to do it against better competition. Let's talk about the wide receivers. Mm-hmm. I give him an A just because everybody was involved. Some made touchdowns, some made big catches, some made the right catch. Yeah. And for Chancey Stucky to have year two and have such a committed effort from all these receivers at the same time, you don't see a lot of one or two receivers being the diva and everybody else kissed their butt. I think Chancey's done a great job of bringing in great players, but also coaching them to where they believe in him and, and want to stick around and do the right things to, to make it happen. I thought the wide receivers did a great job in the run game too. Oh, Rico, yeah. Flor- Rico Flores was blocking his butt off yesterday. Hey, that's a guy that like loves to be where he's at. The man, he was blocking his butt off. Let's talk about the defensive side of the ball. Defensive line. I thought we had a B performance. It wasn't as uh, tackle for losses I feel like it should be. But, you know, they played their hearts out, man. I think as a committee, I got to give him a B. I would give him an A if we had a little bit more personality on the defense line that was 
reflective of how good that I know that they can be on a day in, day out. Really a mixed bag, especially early, but that was scheme. Mm. Once they got it together, I think they pretty much held Navy's run game in check. And then when they had the opportunity to rush the pass, they did a really good job. Yeah. Man, they got, they got after it. They definitely yeah. did. Yeah, they got after it. What's up with the linebackers? Linebackers, I give them an A because I didn't expect them to play as fast and as, as ferocious as they did, like a Maris who doesn't look like he's injured. He played at full speed and looked great. J.D. maybe not have made all the tackles, but he was right there with the football and wherever the football was. And then Jack Kaiser the same. So I give him an A because my expectation was a little low in the in the C-plus, B-plus range, but they, they did their thing last week, and hopefully we could continue on that. Secondary. Now, I know this is a mixed bag. I can't wait to hear this great. It's definitely a C. I think the secondary, they need to help each other out more uh, for maybe a conversational thing or uh, a look perspective or whatever because we have so many crossing routes going against us. That's just fucking so. I mean, mess this up. Excuse me. My guy Mario Dunlap says, bro, where are y'all partying at for the game this weekend? Wherever the Tennessee State people are, I'll be in Western Kentucky actually doing CBS. Well, man, I know it's going to be like homecoming. I, we might bring. I got you, bro. I got you. We might bring the first homecoming in Notre Dame history to Notre Dame. We might actually, they might actually rub off some of the events and stuff they do and take it back to the village. You know, take it back to the village, man. Notre Dame, cultivate around that. Make it your own. Yeah. But, but this, this is an experience, not for TSU. It's an experience for Notre Dame. Take your notes. This is the game to sell your tickets to go find other events to watch the game. This is that type of book. Now, don't do it Ohio State week. Do it TSU week. Because the mm. stuff going outside the game. Yeah. It's gonna be, it's gonna be, it's gonna be a full experience. Not just yeah, so we have to call our boy that uh recorded our podcast for the blue and gold game. That's See, right. He had he has all the information. Brian Frazier. I think it's, it's yeah. Frazier. I got Brian Frazier. And he's going to tell us uh, what TSU people, because they're supposed to be coming deep. I know their Chicago chapter, their Chicago alumni chapter, is rolling to the game. It's rolling to the game pretty deep. They're rolling pretty deep. So they won't be happy during the game, but they definitely might win the parties. They might win the parties. They'll probably win the the battle of the bands at halftime. That's the only victory they walk away with. Yeah. 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 My boy Mario Dunlap, who I grew up with, he said, yeah, B. Frazier is a beast. That's right. He is a beast. So that's it, man. First game. I didn't think we would be able to talk an hour. I mean, it, the game was so bad. 
it was such a blowout. I'm like, man, can we actually give cons? Pro- I mean, we we gave we had the best analyst analysis. We actually, yeah, we actually gave a full hour. That's right. Yeah, we actually gave a full hour. Health, ladies and gentlemen, we came out of this game healthy. That's and right. it's the same same prayer coming out of the Tennessee State game. Healthy. I hope we're healthy. What's the matchup? What's the matchup you got? Western Kentucky and who? USF. They got Alex Galesh, Tennessee's offensive coordinator, now head coach. So he's taking it one of the worst to the first. He's been yeah. doing it. So let's see if he can do it on a head coaching level at a program that hasn't been good in the last three years. They probably they lost the most games, uh, the third most games yeah. in the last three years. So yeah. Wow. Shout out to a uh, new FBS squad, Jacksonville State, getting their first win. Uh, shout out to Clark Lee and Vanderbilt getting a win. Um, got a chance to watch Deuce Knight on Friday. Just transferred to a new school, barely knows the playbook. I blame Kevin Mawai for waiting to the fourth quarter to actually start calling quarterback runs. Damn crazy. Like, dude, this kid is bouncing off people, running crazy, and you. Um, Julian Sand from Carlsbad. Look, I, I did not know. I did not know. I didn't know. And, bro, Carlsbad has a nice squad. Yeah, they, they put together very well. I mean, San Diego has some good football. Yeah, they beat the, they beat the crap out of modern day Catholic. And I think shout out to Kingston and Bosco. I think they came away with the victory on the road. Yep. Down in Florida. So it was good to watch some uh some prep football. Uh CJ Carr had a good game. Cam Williams, I think, had like five touchdowns in his first game. Uh, Mount Carmel here in Chicago, the two best programs in the state. Mount Carmel, East St. Louis battled it out week one. Mount Carmel got the 38 to 33 victory. It was a classic. Um, East St. Louis almost came back and won after being down like 18 with like seven minutes left. It was a fantastic game. So, yeah, high school football is in full effect. Tomorrow morning, we'll see you. Marcus Freeman has his press conference, unless he changes things. And uh, we'll talk. Looking forward to Tennessee State and expanding upon. uh... Oh, I've been in some of these uh, Notre Dame groups. Sam Hartman is not better than Caleb Williams, man. Y'all need to stop. Oh, okay. Stop it, man. Stop it. Y'all, y'all, need, y'all need to stop. Come on. Understand the love for Sam Hartman. Come on, man. Come on. Come on. Come on. We got to end it on that. We, we, yeah, we, let's. We were doing good. Let's just let's, go Notre Dame. Yeah. It was. Go on. Go it was running. It was it was it was running rampant left. Yeah, I'm not. I don't even want to talk about it. I don't even want to talk about that. So we'll have hopefully some audio 
from post game. We'll dig into what the players thought. And uh man. 42-3 Notre Dame. One and oh. Let's get it. One and Let's down. get it, man. Let's get it, man. See you guys tomorrow morning. In a different. Spin your passion into a business with Shopify and break sales records with the world's best converting checkout. Let's hear that one more time. The world's best converting checkout. Shopify's legendary checkout makes it easier for customers to shop on your website, across social media, and everywhere in between. Now that's music to your ears. Any way you spin it, you can be a smash hit with Shopify. Start your dollar a month trial today at shopify.com slash records.